Welcome to the get in the mukbang. <laughs> Aren't they called mukbangs? I don't know how you're supposed to pronounce them. We used to do them in college. Like, we go to like, Taco Bell. Like, try new menu items. The it one dude like... from uh, Wild and Out. Um, what is his name? Who? There's one of the, like, comedians from Wild and Out, the Nick Cannon show. Yeah. He, he, uh, he would get sponsored by, like, fast food restaurants to do it on his YouTube channel. You know what? Honestly, I want to do it. Like, I know we had the idea of, like, starting, like, a underground sports cheesecakes, uh, cheesesteaks. It's still there. actually, um, well... I found out today that about a block from my work, there is a pardon my cheesesteaks. Yeah, stupid. Well, our our concept is different from that. Well, the, no, I know, but like, if you're gonna try and do cheese cheesesteak reviews, like, I will go and buy one tomorrow and literally do a review at work. <laughs> yeah, that's the barstool. Yeah, cheesesteak thing. Uh, that that that's what that's why I'm mentioning it. I thought I, I thought it was a meme, like uh, like uh, like PLL beans. <laughs> Yeah, I, I looked their website up, and honestly, I sent it to Dom, and we were both, like, disgusted by what those cheesesteaks are. Like, they, they, they actually look terrible in the um in the ad promo, but I, all right, hold on. So, so this place, it's called, like, like, like Kitchen United Mix, mm-hmm. and so it's in Midtown Manhattan, by, by where I work. They have locations in largely California, like one in Dallas. It's kind of spread out. But they opened one up last year in, in Manhattan on on 38th and 8th. Listen to the storefronts that are in this place. Apparently, it's like it, it's like one one kiosk, right? And behind it, I guess it's just like like a kitchen of like all different companies. So in this one thing, you literally walk in and it's like a shoebox because it's because it, it, it it's Manhattan. They have a Jersey Mike's, a Wing Stop, a Burger Village, Chili's, Cafe Habana. I had. Um, Hawaiian Bros Island Grill was fucking bomb. Um, they, they, they got a wing place. They have Buddy Velastro's Cake Slices. They have Earl of Sandwich, Guy Fieri's Flavor Town, Mariah Carey's Cookie Company. Didn't know that that was a thing. Uh, Mr. Beast Burger by, of course, Mr. Beast. I just Hard had my that in Baltimore. And Robert Irvine's American Heroes. Wait, what do you have? The Mr. Beast Burger. All right. I didn't realize that, that it was Mr. Beast. How, like, is it good? It wasn't bad. I was like, pretty impressed like for something that like i had zero expectation for i was kind of annoyed that I, I was annoyed that i said no mayo and there was mayo on it and my only other complaint was that it was a little too like oniony there's too much onion on it because they did like the Take them off. well yeah, i bit into it not knowing that it was like filled with <laughs> onions because it was like the chopped onions it wasn't like onion like slices yeah um but I thought it was like a solid like seven eight. The fries were fantastic. The fries were fantastic from there, and I got it door dashed, and they were still crispy as fuck. I'm like very concerned that like now that that I figured out this place is like a, is a block from work, I'm gonna blow so much fucking money. <laughs> like like you're in Midtown Manhattan, a, a salad. I can only imagine what, what my ass can spend if I got like like a six inch cheesesteak. And like a thing of fries from Mr. Beast Burger, and like at some point, I'm probably I'm probably gonna wind up getting like something from uh like Guy Fieri's Flavor Town because I never had had that ever. So 
I'm just like I'm struggling. But what's cereal? You... What cereal are you eating? Uh, I was eating pasta salad. Oh, it's pasta salad. Looks like cereal. Yeah, tricolor, tricolor pasta salad. Fantastic oh, stuff. Oh, oh, like like tortellini. Uh, rotini, I think it was. Rotini. Uh, that's what it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm a very thick Italian. I'm going to a, I'm going to a uh, Italian feast Ooh. tomorrow in in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. If anybody's around, super Italians, let me know. Hit me up. <laughs> Um, the, uh, I've also the places you named in there. Buddy Velastro is the cake boss, right? Yes. One of my friends went to Seton Hall, and her roommate was his daughter. That's sick. That's like that's like she like texts cool. everyone. My roommate's the cake boss's daughter. <laughs> I all right. So back in the day, uh, me and my friends used to watch Cake Boss all, all time, and we were like, "Yo, our goal once we're like old enough, we're just gonna get drunk." In Manhattan, and just go to to uh, Carlos Big Shop. Mm-hmm. And so one day we're uh, we're doing a day drink down and down in Soho, and my my friend's like, "Yo, you want to go?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, let's do it." So so we get on the subway. I have no idea where we're going. We just wind up in Hoboken. It was epic. <laughs> it was an it was it, 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 it was an epic moment. That's I'm, amazing. I'm, I'm almost positive we met him, but I was too too drunk to function. So that's pretty electric. A little story there. You know, speaking of food, if you were to guess, like, what the staple, like, menu item at, like, St. Andrew's would be, would you have any idea? Mm. I'm going to go safe and say some sort of potato dish. Oh, what? what, Just because they're from Scotland? (laughs) Yeah. You're an ass. You got to do what you know. I mean, yes, I get... I guess so, but like, I, I'm actually googling it because I, I have no idea. Like that, it's that no one ever talks about the menu outside of like when the PGA Championship had like eighteen dollar beer, and obviously like the Masters always has like really good stuff, but they never talk about what's at like at the Open. And honestly, like I I can't see anything about it, which is like, kind of weird. Yeah, I don't know why we don't talk about food more in sports in general. Well, like. You know what it is like golf is so it, it, it's hard to like get like those like big time food items because like it like it's, all, it's only for a weekend like yeah you can probably go go pretty big like when john and i went to, to the northern trust in jersey they mm. had a shake shack mm. which is pretty sick like they literally built Hell a shake yeah. shack like that's awesome to have on site but like when you go to like tulsa oklahoma what, what are you possibly gonna eat, eat in tulsa oklahoma there's a reason why the beer, why the beer why the beer was twenty bucks. Some like, sort like, of barbecue, uh, I probably. <laughs> I, I, I'd be I'd be like reluctant to assume that, but yeah, like I see nothing about what the the menu is at the open. I can guarantee you that it's probably far cheaper than anything in America. I'm sure the I'm sure the prices aren't oh, yeah. are are astoundingly good in the uh, the British pound. All right, these pounds in Scotland, I think, right? Uh, let me fact check. I'm pretty I, sure they do. I want to say they accept pounds in all of the British Isles. The pound includes... sterling. Okay. You know which what? is $1.19 in the US dollar. Europe is way more bougie than us. Oh, 100%. They use sterling. How cool is that? <laughs> yeah, the only sterling that was in the US was a bastard. <laughs> Racist asshole. That dick. Could you believe like like how people like how people can spend like billions of dollars 
on sports teams. No. Like, what? Like, it's amazing how people have dumb money. Mm-hmm. Like Steve Cohen. Yeah. Condoleezza Rice now. Well, she's a part of an ownership group, so, so it's a little different. Yeah, but she had to buy in. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Magic bought into the Dodgers and uh, like three other teams, but he's he, he's only he only owns so much. How, how much does Rice own now? I don't know, but the thing that Magic gets away with that people don't realize, he owns the parking lots at Dodger Stadium. Oh, yeah. And he, he's, like, tapped into, like, a whole bunch of, like, Starbucks in Los and Angeles sure and I'm, stuff. I'm pretty, like, for the most part, the money's on my wife. <laughs> you there? Yeah, I'm still here. I have, like, Radio Shack Wi-Fi today. It's terrible. <laughs> He's on the free AT and T store Wi Fi, dude. I, I'm on like the um the optimum Wi Fi, where it's like a like optimum optimum Wi Fi dash like emergency. It's like made for the people who like barely have, like barely actually have any any operable Wi Fi. You're in the free like mall Wi Fi. <laughs> <laughs> that like, when you connect to it, it does absolutely nothing. It's like at the um. Like, like you're at a store in a strip mall, and like they don't have Wi-Fi, but but like the nail salon th- three doors down does. Yeah, and it's like, and it's guest Wi-Fi, but it's actually nothing. It, it it claims to have three bars, but it but it actually has less bars on the dying cat. And then like, the closer on. you get to it, it has one bar. <laughs> the, the 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 worst is I can't tell you the last time that I've been in a situation where I've had the the one X symbol. On my oh, phone. it's terrible. That, that's like peak misery. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of what mine cuts to, because I pretty much have like 5G everywhere. I have I have LTE everywhere. But yeah, before, I, I have uh, LTE and 5G, but I don't think I tap down to anything below that anymore. I'm changing services soon because the one that I have right now is is awful and I pay too much money. What are we switching oh. to? Uh, hashtag not a sponsor. Mint, Mint Mobile, sponsored I'm by. Just gonna, I was Ryan just gonna Reynolds. like guess that. Yeah. Uh, it's like, dude, 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 it's like thirty bucks a month for unlimited, and you have the same uh, service as AT and T. I think it is. Yeah. Which and like, and you keep incredible. your phone number. Yeah, and I, I, I for Verizon right now, it's like eighty bucks. Bullshit. That's crazy. Like really? Like, like, like you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna buy a buy a new phone retail, whatever. Like it's a one time investment that I get for three years. And I use it every fucking day. It pays for itself. It pays for itself, honestly. You're basically buying a computer at this point. It's what yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, basically yeah. to handle a computer. I mean, like, granted though, like, like the laptop that I have has been. I've had it for eight years. Like, phones don't last. Phones don't don't last eight years. Mine, and mine is on the way. Incredible. I'm still, I'm still running on an eight plus. I'm running on an XR. It's about three years old, but the battery life, the max, the max capacity of battery is like seventy-two percent. Yeah, and you're supposed to get the battery change when it drops below eighty. <laughs> well, which I've done on this eight plus twice, and it runs like new. Then I probably should go to the Apple Store and change it. It's out. so much cheaper. It's like fucking sixty bucks, I think, for them to change it, and it takes like two, three hours at most. Okay, I could probably. I can handle that. For an Apple product that's out of warranty, I think it's worth it. And it's paid off, right? I would assume. Yeah, mine's paid, mine's paid off in a funny story. I don't know if I ever told you this. So when we were upgrading to these phones, we go to Best Buy, not a sponsor, to uh, to upgrade these. 
and they had a deal buy one get one free it was like the ad they were running That's for the eight plus so we go in we're doing it and they were like oh no like it's when you add another line and my mom's showing them the circular showing them the fly nowhere does it say buy one get one free when you add another line it just says buy one get one free going through this whole thing my mom goes up chain of command Gets on a phone call with the president of AT&T. The president of AT&T paid off one of the phones. I'm dead. It was mine. That's amazing. I was like, let's go. I was like, I'll use this phone until it does not work anymore. You know, there probably was the fine print that said that said when you add a line, but it, but, but, but it was like 0. .2 font, and it blended into the background color. Yeah, like none of the marketing anywhere that they were advertising at Best Buy said that- when you add another line. It was so funny. That's like when my resume comes up with like all all of the keywords that that a company lo- like looks for, and the reason why is because it's in white ink on my white <laughs> paper because I use the graphics uh, because I use Canva to make it. So I just found eighty keywords, put them in point two font, and buried it in the in the uh, in the resume. If any company is currently like watching this episode, just just know that it's like and, uh, guys, you didn't see that I said to use a black light when you read my resume. <laughs> Anybody who's watching this, you did not hear. <laughs> we are we are diverting heavily on what we uh, should really be discussing. Obviously, get in the hole. This is the get in the hole podcast. Was a was the. They get in the whole mukbang or mukbang, whatever the hell you want to start off. But I'm Stephen McAvoy. That's Kyle Bennett. We're here with you on the. Play the. Uh... I gotta get the. I gotta get the bagpipes. Where are you? Here. Play them. Magical. Hey, Andrews. The home of golf. Scotland. The beautiful. Tiger Woods. Magic. Did you know that Jack Nicholas is like is, is the third American to be an honorary citizen of, of St. Andrews with Bobby Jones, obviously big time golfer, and Benjamin Franklin. Huh. How elite do you gotta be to be in a group with Benjamin Franklin and one other elite golfer? That's like that's gonna be like more elite company than being the president. That is pretty wild. Like, and Ben Franklin was, was named an honorary citizen of St. Andrews in 1759. Seventeen, sir, sir, seventeen. Name that musical. Hamilton. There we go. I was going to be very I, I, disappointed if you didn't get that. It was the only one that it could have possibly been. Or else it was like Stomp. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have no idea. I'm a musical hilarious. guy, but, like, but the, second, the second I think of rap and plays, I automatically think of Stomp and, and Hamilton. That's it. I throw Hip Hop Love Supreme in there, but I don't know if it's exactly a play. It's more of a stage show. Yeah, exactly. That, that doesn't really apply. 
like is, is the Blue Man Group considered a stage show? Even though like 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 they technically are on Broadway, they, they perform in Broadway venues. It's a good question. Something we'll answer answer for another day. Well, should I go through my my whole spiel here? Probably should. Yeah, let's probably let the people know. Yeah, let's let them know. Welcome into the Get in the Whole podcast. Stephen McAvoy here with you on a terrific Tuesday. Whenever you're listening to the episode, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's Friday again. That was really bad. Wherever you are listening, however you are listening to us, welcome in to Get in the Hole. You can find us probably where you're streaming right now on Apple uh, Podcast, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you're getting the podcast. Please like, follow us. You might be listening to us on YouTube on the video version. Say say hi to the viewers, Kyle. You can follow us on YouTube. Like, subscribe. Find us at Underground Sports Philadelphia. Just search it right in the uh, search tab, and you can find us. Get us to that big 200 subscriber mark. And of course, get in the hole at Twitter and Instagram at Get in the Hole Pod, Facebook.com backslash Get in the Hole, and of course, Underground Sports Philadelphia. And every single show on the network, you can find everything there. At underground, at underground PHI on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook.com backslash underground sports PHI, and Twitch.tv backslash underground sports PHI. Once again, terrific Tuesday here in the world of golf. Stephen McAvoy, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Stephen McAvoy underscore and KB. You can find him on Twitter at KBizzle13. 11. KBIZZL311. Again, the, the the Radio Shack Wi-Fi strikes again. <laughs> Please. Oh my goodness. Sorry, the uh, the Radio Shack Wi-Fi strikes again. Well, that's the spiel. I think uh, this week is going to be a little different, being that 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 it's the Open Championship. It's very important to us that we give you the absolute best content. Kyle obviously isn't the biggest golf guy. He knows enough stuff, but he's more of the he's more here for the vibes. While uh, while Johnny Boy's away, Kyle, I kind of want to I kind of want you to take over the host seat today and kind of do it. Run, run, run through it as I play analyst for the first time in, in my getting the whole career, which is kind of a nice change of pace. I kind of enjoy being the analyst a little more than the host at, at times. So I guess with, with that being said, let's just jump right on into the topics. And let's have me just rant for about a hour and an hour and twenty. Well, before we get into the open, Steve, big news in the golf world: PGA Tour probe for the second time ever uh, investigating in an antitrust lawsuit. I saw this pop up across my Twitter timeline, and that's how you know it's big news. Is when big golf stuff is popping up, which has been the case a lot. Uh, probably over the last three or four months. But, again, the PGA Tour getting investigated for the second time since, I believe they said 1994, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And filmed as a casual golf fan and as a casual, like, watcher. What does this mean for the PGA? Well, so first of all, we have to talk about what exactly it means. And so... um. The idea of antitrust. Now, now, look, I'm a business student. I went to college for business, so I learned all about the uh, antitrust laws. I also happen to have a minor in a minor in history, so learning about Teddy Roosevelt, the trust buster, the antitrust guru. I know all this good shit. So, there's 
when you think of, of antitrust, what do you think about? Uh, something like that the idea can't be of like of antitrust law. All right, now, like, right. so and antitrust law, right? It's about monopolies. So cornering the market, you're the only, you're the only. Now you might, you might be asking yourself, all right, that makes sense. The PGA Tour is a monopoly because they're the only, they're the only, only show in town. Technically not true because because the DP World Tour exists and they also have affiliates like the Corn Ferry Tour and the Champions Tour. It's all under the same umbrella, but also there's other organizations within golf too, like the USGA who runs the US Open, the Masters National Golf Club has their own tournament where they handle what, what they want to do. Um, the PGA of America is actually separate from the PGA Tour. That's why like everyone talks about like, oh, the PGA should do this. Actually, it's the PGA Tour should do this. If you're really being like serious, Matt, Matt Strider always gives me, always gives me um, shit for that. But so technically, the PGA, yes, it's it's the it's the only show in town. But there is other um, venues and groups that are a part of what makes the PGA Tour schedule the PGA. Technically, the MLB, the NFL, the NBA, technically speaking, those are actually monopolies. But the reason why they get off the hook is because of uh, is because they're all they're all considered nonprofits. Um, the PGA isn't considered a, isn't particularly considered a nonprofit because they do make money. Uh, however, they they do do charitable charitable things that make them kind of like a kind of like a modified. So usually, with antitrust law, people are, are suing you because of uh, monopolizing the market, and that's what the casual person would look. And see, all right, Live Golf is trying to create this this new thing, and they're basically being pushed out in an anti-competitive matter by the PGA Tour and trying to get strong armed. The key is though is that it isn't the monopoly part that that is why they're why the the U.S. Department of, the Department of Justice or the DOJ is going after this. It's actually because of the second thing. You could also, oh, right. you can also technically be breaking the law if you, as well as let's say like like an oligarchy of companies. So an oligarch, an oligarch is a, a um, ruled by few. So let's say, for example, take like um, like cell phone companies, right? AT and T, Verizon, Sprint. Let's say they all team up and say, hey, let's crush T-Mobile. Let's make them just totally irrelevant. Take them out. That could that could actually be grounds for antitrust law because you are trying to cooperate with other companies to basically edge out the rest of the market. The the issue here is that Greg Norman has called out Jay Monahan on multiple occasions where, and we talked about this, but no one actually like gave it gave it gave it much thought. The idea that Jay Monahan over the last two months has asked the DP World Tour, hey, don't allow live players to join you. He's asked the USGA, don't let players play the US Open. He's asked Augusta probably. Don't let players play. So essentially, Live Golf actually has a very legitimate argument here, and it all stemmed also from Ian Poulter when he when he sued the DP World Tour for not letting him play on on exemptions that he had, he had already gathered, which technically he's he's totally allowed to, but they did they did they did suspend the tour card. While while necessarily the players, Greg Norman is able to sue and say, "Hey, I'm creating this organization, but I'm getting pushed out." Of people who don't want me here, and it's unfair and 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 anti-competitive, which is really what's happening. So this is kind of where, where the probe happens. What happened in 1994 was more so about the PGA Tour didn't allow players to play non-PGA Tour events. That obviously changed with with tour and and other things. So so that was more of a um, the PGA independent contractor hiring these players to play on their tour, 
and they weren't allowing them to have their own rights, essentially. They were kind of not enslaving them to the PGA Tour, but it was just, it's, it's the same idea as what happened in the prior agency when, when you were only able to sign with your team and the only way you could move was if, was if you were traded. And obviously, we saw what happened, happened with Frazier and Kurt Flood and all these different things um, that allowed players to have more rights within the game. This is a very different thing, obviously, because it's a whole new org, but it's certainly something to be looking out for, and it's a... usually is given a cease and desist order which makes them be unable to communicate with, with each other or its employees or independent contractors and subsidiaries so technically if the department of Justice, if, if, if the doj really wanted to they could pga tour a letter and say hey we are giving you a cnd notice you have to stop all tour events players cannot practice on pga tour facilities on tpc properties that are owned by the pga or any property owned by the pga and there cannot be any communication between players or management or even in between so that's the can of worms we're getting into where this might again this might take six months to uh to relieve but we're only so far away from so far away from east lake there's a good chance we might see something come out come out of the cards from the DOJ, and you might see a ceasefire in the world of golf pretty quick. Who knows? How much of this do you think is because Joe Biden is joining Live Golf? <laughs> well, Joe Biden, uh, first of all, he wants to lower gas prices, so good for him. If he wants to uh, get in bed with the Soviet with the Saudis, totally fine. Almost the Soviets. This is the like strangest thing. Um, <laughs> Like, look, look, you know what? If Joe Byron wants to get in bed with the Saudis and try and lower gas prices, I'm all for it. I'm paying 65 bucks to fill a tank of gas. And I, I, I'm in a little Hyundai Tucson. I'm not like a, I'm, I'm not like in a Hummer. So come on, like. I'm in a Honda Civic like, Coupe and it takes like 55. So. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Like, 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 like what the hell's wrong with this? People, people in Priuses are paying, like, paying 55, 55 of the tank. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly, Joe Biden joining Live Golf. I mean, I mean, you know what? Like, did you see it coming? I probably, I probably would have seen Trump do it first, but yeah, Byron doing it, I, I'm not surprised. It's a, it's gonna be a fantastic tour, everybody. We're gonna go on tour. It's called the Live Golf Tour. Greg Norman, very good person. He's a great guy, great gentleman. He does a great job running the Live Tour. I love seeing Dustin Johnson out there playing on all these courses. My good friend DJ, as he's known. I love Dustin, my favorite golfer out there. The PGA Tour, it's kind of falling off. It's kind of falling off, guys. You know, you, 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 you hate to see things fall off the way they do, but sometimes the new guard has to come in, and what Live Golf is doing for the sport of golf, and I can't wait for them to play all, all right, of their Donnie, tournaments. All right, Donnie. All right, all right Donnie. You're, you're on a timeout now. Oh, my goodness. By the way, I, I threw the hat on uh, in order in honor of Jack Nicholas, the Golden Bear. He he deserves uh, to get some love. Sweet hat, yeah, right. Little little rope hat. It's, it's, it's actually beautiful. That's sweet. So shout out to uh, to Jack Nicholas for being the third American to be uh, an honorary citizen of San Andreas with Ben Franklin. That is fantastic, like bar trivia. 
That that's like something that like we'll ask like our kids in like thirty years, and it'll be like like the greatest thing ever. Well, well, actually, what would be even better than that would be our, our next topic. And I'm sorry, I'm kind of stealing your thunder uh, right here. Xander Shawley, Xander Shawley is going for his third straight for his third straight win and his third straight start at the Open Championship. And if it happens, it'll be the first person to win three straight events since. I'm going to ask for a hint. Is this recent? No. Okay, because I was going to say Scotty Scheffler. Uh, is it Tiger? Uh, no. Uh, can I get three more wishes? <laughs> sure. Um, we can also play 20 questions if you... If you really want it. Now, look, Tiger did win three straight events. That, that was like the one in 2000, though. But um, this guy did it in 2017. It's Jordan Spieth? Nope. You mentioned him when talking about Donald Trump. Oh, Dustin Johnson. Yeah, Dustin Johnson did, did it in 2017. Do you know who has the longest winning streak? Of any, he has a tournament named after him. Not not like a big time tournament, but, but like a like a lower level tournament in the middle of Texas. He won eleven straight events in nineteen forty five. Arnold dude. Palmer. I that should have been the giveaway: big event versus small event. No, it, it was it was Byron Nelson. I thought that was a company. The Arnold Palmer is a big event. <laughs> well, Arnold, what what do you mean a company? I thought like Byron Nelson sounds like an insurance agency. <laughs> you want to laugh? That kind of does. <laughs> but no, no. But <laughs> Byron Nelson is in fact a six foot one golfer who was born in nineteen twelve. Byron Nelson sounds like the AAA Charles Schwab. Charles Schwab bought by Byron Nelson Financial. <laughs> Actually, he, you know what? It, it kind of does make sense, right? He get called up from the Byron Nelson <laughs> to the Charles Schwab. You you also think like like there are so many insurance companies that are like represented on or like banks that that are that are are on the PGA, PGA Tour calendar that like if you had no idea who, who Byron Nelson was, you would easily think it's a bank. Hundred like, percent. Like Wells, the, 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 there's Wells Fargo, there's um, the Rocket Mortgage Classic, there's the Charles Schwab Challenge, there's a Forty Net. Is I want to say they're, they're they're like a securities company. They're not they aren't yeah. like a bank, but they do like securities and like cyber. Um, there's also uh, the, 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 there are so many other. There are literally so many other ones. Wyndham is financial too. What was it? Could be wrong there. Wyndham. Uh, I know it's a well, hotel. Travelers is insurance. Where's Zurich? Zurich is uh, is insurance and um, and banking. I think. Uh oh. There's farmers insurance too. Yeah. Like the like, like the State the, Farms oh, heavily um, RSM. Involved. 
Yeah, like, 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 like there are so many of these. So, like, it's very easy for you to not to, to, to have no idea who he was if you didn't, uh, didn't actually know 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 who he was. What is it with the guys on tour this year, Steve? That their names start with shh, that are just playing so well. With shh, Xander Shoffley and Scotty Scheffler. Technically, you could also include Seamus Power, but he's been on fire. The, the guy has top tens in every major this year, and the fact that the fact that 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 that, that he's Irish and is playing a Lynx golf course, I have no idea why he isn't a uh, a top player this week. I might pick him for beer money. But anyways, Xander Schauffele is looking for his third straight win in his third straight start. Now he won the Scottish Open a couple of weeks ago. He won the Travelers, and in between both events, he won the JPP Mc, uh, the JPP McManus um, Pro Am, which. Nothing like crazy, but it was overseas. It was here in Scotland. So he won that, won the Scottish. Now does he have a chance to to win his first ever major at the home of golf? At the 150th? At St. Andrews? I don't know. Maybe. He's a third-ranked player in the field, only behind who else? Rory McIlroy and Jordan Spieth. So quite apropos to be in such, such, a, such a great company, but... The Scottish Open was a great event th- th- this past week. Xander Schauffele obviously taking home the big win. Sunday w- was wild. The weather was crazy. Um, funny funny thing, though, actually, I was having a conversation um, over Twitter with a couple of guys who do a lot of, like, um, like stat analysis for, uh, for the PGA, and they have, like, their own uh, their own podcast. And I was talking to um, to Greg Sharm, who always uh, tweets out a bunch of things. He, he's, he's with uh, the guys over at First Cut. I asked him how the the open uh, and what he had to say what he had to say was, was very interesting he said last year four of the top 12 players in the open played the scottish right colin morikawa finished t71 he won john rom finished seventh he finished tied for third mcintyre finished tied for 18th he finished tied for eighth at the open and Sheffield finished 12th he finished eighth at the open um winners of the scottish have finished at the open since 2013 Phil won the Scottish, won the Open. Justin Rose won the Scottish, finished 23rd. Ricky Fowler finished 30th. Alex Norton finished 46th. Rafa Cabrera-Bello finished 4th. Brandon Stone finished 61st. Bern Wiesberger finished 32nd. And Min Woo Lee, last year's champion at the Scottish, missed the cut. So do I think that Xander Schauffele will have a good shot to win the Open? I don't really know because past performance uh, at the Scottish doesn't really prove anything. Even though I... In my in my heart of hearts, I want to say it does because obviously the traditional game from playing USA style courses to Lynx golf in England, and how it's always raining, it's always cold, it's shitty all day long for some reason. It seems like it makes sense, um, especially when it's hottest balls nowadays in America. I feel like it would it, it makes a difference, but honestly, we don't really know. Um, but will Xander win? We'll see. But I currently ha- have him in my. Uh, my six-man salary composite score pool that I'm in. The winner gets a the winner gets a brand new Callaway Rogue, which is, by the way is Xander's driver of choice. I feel like there's a bit of an omen there, but we'll play. Xander is currently uh, the number two favorite to win, only behind Rory, which I think you said at plus fourteen hundred. Which makes sense, like why Rory's so high up, considering. I mean, obviously he he he's been the face of a. Uh, the face of um, 
the face of golf since the whole like live thing came out and obviously he's from northern ireland so he's from the british isles anyways so it, it makes sense why he's so uh why he's so high up but i don't know i i don't know if this is where he's weak. We're, we're gonna get more into that um once we get there but i think i think, I think Xander's got a pretty good got a pretty solid shot this week anything else from the uh the scottish open that surprised you anything stand no, out was it was very boring, honestly. But Xander won. Oh, actually, actually, you know what? I, I should point this out, and I, I don't think we have it written down in our. Uh, uh, we do, but I'll just I'll just point it out. Three qualifying spots that were available, and this goes to, to our updates, like on the field and what's happening. Um, there were three spots available for guys who qualified uh, in the ranking of this of, of of the Scottish Open. So obviously, everyone who made the field didn't uh, didn't count. Top three players of those who were not in the field got qualified. Um, Max Schreiber was on the show last week. He literally said said two of the three guys, Kurt Kitayama, who finished uh, T2, and Nikolai Hilgard, who finished, like, like, I think, sixth. Um, Max called them both out this week and said, hey, they, these guys are going to play great at the Scottish. And guess what? They did. So shout out to uh, Golf Central and our boy Max. Um, Ricky Fowler misses the... The cut line for the open for the first time in his career since 2010. This guy's on a downward spiral. I, 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 he, I'm pretty sure he's going to lose his tour card this year, which is going to be crazy. Like, that'll be like the story post East Lake is like Ricky Fowler loses tour card, goes to the Corn Ferry Tour. Like, man. I know, can right? Can you imagine, like, like, can you imagine Rory and like Ben playing together? <laughs> or, I'm sorry, uh, Ricky and Ben playing together? Like, that'd be insane. It. Well, well, Ricky would have to really fall off to, uh, in order to to get down to where Ben is. Ben is right now. He's currently in uh in Sioux Falls, North Dakota, um, training for Q School and getting ready for uh for everything. He's doing um some mini tours in the Dakotas right now. He's doing pretty good uh, as well. By the way, little little uh, spoiler: we're gonna have him on next week. So Bing Bong, I'll get ready for that one, folks. It's gonna be, be a a big one. But yeah, so well, he's been just. A downward spiral. It's been absolutely disgusting. It's been terrible. Um, for the first time since he started his career in 2010, will he miss the Open? Uh, and taking over his spot was winner of the Barbasol. Shout out, shout out to the Beards. Uh, Trey Mullinax, who actually is basically on the opposite trajectory of, of Ricky Fowler, was a guy who was really good, won, won the U.S. Amateur, uh, was was huge on the KFT, Took a break from pro golf and just kind of just dipped in his golf game. Now he's finally back on the upswing after about a three-year hiatus. Um, he's basically the Smiley Kaufman. The Smiley Kaufman wanted to actually get good, good, get get good at golf again. Um, so Trey Mullinax will be in the field at the Open this week. That's, that's another uh, update on the field. Should have been it's in the great block. name. I'll throw in the front. I know, right? Trey Trey Mullinax. That sounds like he. Like that sounds like a, a disgustingly good edge rusher in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> now lining up for your Houston Texans, Jadavion Clowney and Tremont Axe. Down goes Matt Ryan sacked by Trey Mullinax. <laughs> what what are the Colts thinking? Go, going with going with his old washed up quarterbacks every year. They need somebody to hang out with Jim Irsay. <laughs> I saw, all right, this is a total sidebar and has no relevancy to golf whatsoever. Uh, there's a Dan Levitard rant from back when the Miami Heat beat the Pacers. And one of the things he he, he says is, um, 
Uh, from Miami, so he's calling out the Pacers for sucking ass while the Heat go to the finals. And it's it's like the third straight year they played each other, and the Heat made it. Pacers didn't. And he goes, uh, he goes, uh, your general manager Jim Ursay was found was found in the back was found in the back of a four door with a with a uh, with a duffel bag full of money, a sniper rifle, and a stripper. You you call out a scandal. You call out a Monday. <laughs> it was Jesus so, it, Christ. I'm not. I am not doing doing the rant justice whatsoever because it's so funny. I'm. I, I'm gonna send it to you, and you gotta watch it. There's, there's one bit, and it's like, uh, what is what is Manti Teo's girlfriend? Game sevens and Paul George's girlfriend all of a common. They don't exist. He, he he's like, Indiana has a hundred native specimen of trees, and Michael Beasley's finna smoke them all. Jesus. He, he goes off. He's like, that's uh, amazing. Yeah, I, I'm going to send it to you. It's, it's going to be incredible. Well, let's take a break. And uh, once we come back, we'll talk more about uh, but Sanders, the old course, the 150th, the whole kick and caboodle, everything you need to know you're listening and watching. Get in the hole. Top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawer, upper 90. You already down. know. <laughs> you it's already know. I think that's we, how it always goes. We went goes like 45 minutes and we were at like Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I am Matt Kessler. And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. Hey, it's Top Ben's time. What's up? We're back. Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work. And with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week. And it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. We all know the traditional big four sports and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey. Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here 
on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. We're back. We're live. Get in the hole here from the Underground. Stephen McAvoy and Kyle Bennett. Kyle, let's get back into the uh, the open. Take take over the, the host seat once again, and let's talk more about St. Andrews and the old course. Well, Steve, you uh, you said we're gonna play a game tonight. Yeah, it's a, it's a game day. We'll, uh, we're gonna two play truth two truths and a lie. Yeah. So i I've curated a couple of questions or a couple of uh, statements about the Open Championship and um, what has happened in the history of the Open. So I'm going to give you typical, again, two truths and a lie. And, and before we get into the actual confidentiality and talking about what it is that, that we should expect at the old course, I want to test your knowledge here about the beauty of St. Andrews. So we'll start off with question number one. Oh, yes. Strapping put, kids. Put my thinking cap on. You're, you, you, you are most certainly you are most certainly going to want to. Number one, uh, in well, first question with the three uh, things, the last Englishman to win at St Andrews was Sir Nick Faldo in 1990. Second one is St Andrews is older than the Gutenberg printing press, and the St Andrews old course was not named the old course until the new course was built about 80 years after. Okay. Oh. I'm going to guess one of the truths is the middle one. About the printing press? Yes. Okay. And I'm going to guess the other truth is the course name. So the course name is true. Uh, the, old, the, old, the, the new course was built uh, about 80 to 90 years after the old course. The old course was built in 1549, um, which unfortunately is not older than the printing press. The printing press was founded in 1440 Yep, by Johannes Gutenberg in Mainz, Germany. So that's the lie. Uh, and yes, Nick Faldo is the last Englishman to win wow. at St. Andrews. He's also the last Englishman to ever win the Claret Jug, which is, like a, which is nuts considering the, the amount of times they've actually played golf in England for the Open and just no Englishman's won it. The last time that, ha- that happened was in 1992. Um, I wasn't even born yet for the people out there. As Not that was I, which is kind of crazy. Um, so, so Nick Faldo won the Clara Jug in 1990 at St. Andrews, followed it up again and won it in, in 1992, which was the last time that he has won there. A couple more things on the old course. Uh, the old course pot bunkers, not like weed, but like pot, as in like literally looks like a pot, uh, is rated the hardest bunkers in the history of P- on the history of the PGA Tour. Rumor has it that. The old course has firmer ground than most topsoil you find over fossils. So think about a little bit of, of earth science here. And the last person to successfully defend their title at the Open was Rory McIlroy. I think the Rory one is true. 
And I'm going to say the bunkers is true. Say again. I'm going to say that the the pot bunkers being the most difficult is true and Rory defending the title is true. The one that is false is actually Roy McIlroy defending oh. his title. He won in 2014. He lost in 2015 to one of Ben Pirro's mentors, Zach Johnson, who, by the way, a little, little fun fact about Zach Johnson. He was the – so there's a criteria that that's basically been lined out for every winner at the old course, and they all kind of fit in the same kind of categories. Zach Johnson, for some reason, fits none of the categories. And just one. Um, do you know who finished T2 behind Zach Johnson? He's pretty good at finishing second in, in, in majors. Well, I know Will Zalatoris was not on the tour then, uh, so I'm not going to say Willie Z. Uh, Will, Will Zalatoris, I'm pretty sure, was in like that. <laughs> like, he was like, he was way out of it. Um, Tied for second. Who's really good at tying for second? He was really good last year at, at T2s. He's also a defector to live, so we don't like this guy. Hmm. Do we talk about him earlier in the show? No. Okay. Did we? I don't know. I don't know. Louis Louis. Louis Utahson. Ah. Yeah, Zach Johnson won one in a three-way playoff against him and Mark Leishman. By the way, Mark Leishman has still he has still yet to answer us on Instagram DMs. He has read our he has read our messages though multiple times. He's so, one of those. Just leave yeah. us on red. Yeah, he's one of those guys. Well then again, like Daniel Berger replies to us, but it's because Brittany's like <laughs> trying to slide in the uh the DMs. That's all I have on the open. It was just two questions, a little warm up. So that's two truths and a lie. Yeah, it's kind of crazy how like how firm these uh, these fairways are at the open because like it's basically just like a hunk of ice, really, when you think about it. It's always cold in Scotland, especially like like now. Yeah, it's 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 the summer, but it's supposed to be like a high of like sixty the entire week. So it's gonna be chilly, and um, they're like they're like firm as can be. It's like freaky. Um, which is also kind of crazy to think about how like fossils get like get covered in topsoil and they're probably hard as a rock because it's been 800 years or whatever it is to find a dinosaur bone or whatever other kind of fossil. But yeah, so that's a, that's our uh, our two our two truths and a lie. Let's uh let's 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 break into the case file here, Steve. Let's do some course confidential of the old course for the open. Uh, Look at the book out. Look at that. Look at that. He's he's coming here as a scholar of the game. Cue the law and order music. Dun dun. These are their stories. <laughs> it, whenever I hear law and order uh, music, I think of the one scene from Ted when they're uh, they're narrating the theme song. <laughs> Running down the street. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, this book is about baseball. It's not even about uh about golf. It's just the first thing that was on my desk. Breaking the fourth wall. 
fourth wall break and a fourth wall, fourth wall break. That's like 16 walls. <laughs> Let's break I it watched, down. I watched American Psycho the, last so night for, good. For, 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 for like the umpteenth time. I walk around my my house and uh, my brother goes, "Hey, um, do you want dinner?" And, and, and he's making he's making a steak, and I go, "Oh, the tender thickness of it! Oh my God, it's not a watermark." Then I, I I turn to my I turn to my, my uh, mom and I go, "Is that Huey Lewis in the news?" <laughs> Absolutely amazing. My name is Marcus Halberstram. All right, so course confidential. We're here. At the old course, as I open up my book of tricks here, kind of break it down for you. So the old course is a really, really interesting golf course. Now, the beauty of the course is is less about the actual like difficulty of it because it isn't. It's one of the more easier courses, quote unquote, um, major wise. Not even just just the old course in general, but the average scoring um, to par to win at the Open is about fourteen and a half strokes. The average winner at the Open um, at St. Andrews is about 13 and a half strokes. So it doesn't deviate very wide from what you typically see. Um, the U.S. Open is still the hardest major in order to win. It's usually around like six strokes. The Masters is around like 14. Uh, and the PGA is like closer to the 20s. But this course is very interesting because, again, the, the, those pop bunkers are probably the nastiest, the, nastiest, the nastiest things you can think of. And if you can't think of them in your head, it's the bunkers that they're very small, but they kind of have like steps. They're also very deep. They're rugged. They're kind of they're kind of like guarded. So let's say like you're in the bunker, right? Just imagine like a wall in front of you, and you're all the way down here in the bunker. So you're gonna get so you gotta get out of the hill. And the fer- the ferry bunkers are, are are even harder than the greenside bunkers. So something to point out, very important. Um, the they front, gotta call Kate Bush. You climb, climb running up the hill, right? <laughs> you're gonna make a deal with God. <laughs> I, you know, th- all right. We're all we're gonna we're gonna divert so hard on this. I didn't realize that if you if you if you if you've ever been to Disney, um, the Muppet Show, uh, Miss Piggy's song that she sings in that show is Kate Bush's "Running Up the Hill." Yep, which like freaks me out. Anyways, so the pop bunkers are incredibly difficult. You're gonna have to basically make a deal with God that you don't find them. Um, the the old course is weird because. A golf course built built in fifteen in fifteen forty sorry f- yeah fifteen forty nine, like it wasn't made to look like it. it the be- the best way to describe the old course is that, that it literally looks like just a bunch of brown grass. Like it doesn't re- doesn't really even look look like 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 a golf course, and that's what makes it so amazing. Obviously, there was no roads at the time, so they built the entirety of St. Andrews around the golf course. So everything just kind of fits its way through. Um, there's obviously the road hole on 17 where you have to literally hit, hit it over a hotel, um, which, give, which give, give me the chance, and I'll hit the hotel 10 out of 10 times. Um, <laughs> you're literally hitting it over over a busy like highway. It's a, kind of crazy. So it doesn't look like it, like, like, but it's the history around it that, that, that makes it so intense. And the fierceness of it, the putting green isn't terrible. It's, it's pretty much it's, – it's undulated because it's hilly. Um, but it isn't nearly as bad as certain courses. The greens aren't lightning fast, or they're pretty moderate. But it's really the firmness of those fairways and bunkers where it's very hard to plant the ball. Um, balls will travel; they will go far. You hit you hit, you hit driver three hundred ten yards; it'll bounce probably another forty yards. So it's a bombing pass. If you think about it that way, 
But driving distance isn't actually very important on this golf course. It really does come down, down to accuracy off the tee. There's a lot of metrics that I'm, that I'm going to get into in my five keys to winning. But overall, the course is very much just a – doesn't seem difficult. It's pretty short in length. But where it's short in length, it's incredibly challenging to sit, and it's tough to find your way around the course without finding your way into bunkers. And, it's again, the weather conditions and the wind – we saw it at the session. The guys, uh, I'm pretty sure the number by Justin Ray was 30, 36 out of 38 guys were under par after the first first three days. 32 of them came in the morning wave when it was dewy. It was a little more wet. It was a little, it, it was cold, but the ball was sitting a little better because the, because the grass was a little more saturated. Come the afternoon, it's going to be a really tough time for a lot of these guys to figure it out. And, what I'm noticing is a lot of the really good tee times for the afternoon on day one are way early in the morning on day two. So I expect those guys to really outperform and, and, and pace the back. So what you're saying, in comparison, this course is very much like a brand new puppy. It's tough to sit, and it will wander off and dig in the sand. Yeah, and and the problem is, too, is that what, it, Lynx golf isn't particularly difficult in terms of um, hazards. It's just the grass is very thick. Because it isn't well maintained, as opposed to you, you go you you go play at Augusta, narrow fairways, and you're dealing with trees everywhere. There's no trees. At, there's no trees at San Andrews. It looks like you're on um like a field where you can land a plane. Like you're like there should be there should be runways running through here because there's no trees, and if there are, they're very sporadic and scattered. It's Lynx golf is a very different game than, than the. Uh, than 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 the traditional course layout that you usually see on the PGA Tour, which is why I love this event, and I honestly think that the Open might be my favorite um, event of the year because there's because it's so difficult to play in a condition that you aren't used to ten months out of the year, and you you you're, you're never actually in your element because because when you think about it, on the PGA Tour, the fall swing you're in Texas, once the January and, Fe- and February months come around, you're in California and Hawaii. So you're you're never playing golf in a cold condition. This is the one time of year that guys really have to kind of bear the elements and figure it out. And that's why I love this event. And I'm very excited for the old course. It's going to be awesome. That brings me into my keys to victory. Um, there's five things that I'm looking at that are really important. Driving accuracy is far more important than driving distance. The distance will come, but you got to be able to keep it straight and keep it on the fairway. Again, very undulated, very hilly, naturally in areas like Scotland and England and um, and, and basically all the British Isles, very hilly golf courses. They didn't like designing courses that, that were flat. They wanted to give you a challenge. And if there weren't trees around or water, they had to give you some uh, so, some undulations. So hit it straight. Keep it in the fairway. The rust penalizing, it's tough. Short skiing, scrambling is going to be huge. You find, the, you find the pop bunkers, it's going to be really bad. Um, there are multiple bunkers that are literally called the hell bunkers because uh, they're impossible to get out of. So look out for that. That's, that's super important. Putting isn't going to be insanely important because you'll be able to make your putts the key though very limited par fives a lot of par fours it's a very standardized golf course there it isn't like the typical horse where you see two two par fives in the front two par fives in the back par threes here and there no it's just largely par fours they did not design a golf course in 1549 to be anything like you see on the pga tour ever that's what makes this event so different from everything else. The course just doesn't look like right. Par 72, there's going to be a lot of scoring, but at the same time, though, you got to be able to keep it straight. Approach to putts 
will be important. So it isn't particularly stroking an approach, but it's more so how close can you actually get the ball to the hole on that approach shot? With that being said, Strosky and ball striking and approach play will, of course, be important. There'll be factors. Um, but be, but being able to really dial in your wedge game is going to be huge here. Very, very, very firm. You can't dig into the ground or else the ball's going to go absolutely nowhere. There's no such thing as chunking the ball uh, in St. Andrews. You're, you're going to basically pick everything clean off the ground. So you don't have a lot of room. You don't have a lot of room, like room for error to utilize the bounce on those wedges. So, you're, so the wedge games are going to be huge. So th those are the things that I'm looking out for this week in terms of keys to the victory. So this is a very big for the brand course. Yeah. We better hear right. lots of name drops this week. You, you will. Well, th there is one name that you won't be hearing. And it's Grayson Murray. He's probably going to jump ship to live, and he certainly wasn't good enough to qualify for the Open. Man, so. isn't that isn't that crazy that you know he's so American, and now he's going to live? I I, I mean, it's very fitting. He's a, he's a a lying bastard. He probably wants in on just like the lines of. C-O-K-E. Cocaine! <laughs> like the, uh, the one scene from, 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 uh, from, 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 uh, from Blue Mountain State. <laughs> Cocaine! God, I love being Grayson Murray's least favorite podcast. Dude, we tweeted out, the clown is back, and it got so many comments. People were, were, were giving him so much. It was great. It's I love amazing. it. It's so it, great. Like actually, the best thing that the best thing I've seen all week. So, so yeah. So, so that's basically everything on on the old course. We've already kind of given you updates on the field. I do have some prop bets for us, KB. If we're uh, we're getting into it, some prop bets brought to you by our good friends over at Pickup. Play those headlines, sign up with your phone number, and get betting today. I uh, we got a bunch here. I have like a ton, but I but I'm gonna limit it limit it down to five for the funsies. Let's kind of break them down here. There are 24 players from Live playing in this event. The rest are all PGA or DQ World Tour. Among the English players who are in Live, so that includes Paul Casey, Ian Poulter, Lee Westwood, Richard Bland, um, Sam Horsfield, and a few others. Will there be more English PGA players or Live players in the top 20 by week's end? This is a fun one. Hmm. There's obviously there's obviously far more PGA players, but like the the quality of live golfers who are English are much higher. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say there's gonna be more live. Uh, just to say screw you to live, I'm gonna go with the uh, the PGA side, but I want to give you like an idea of like exactly who is involved in the uh, in the field this week in terms of nationality. So. Um, for Liv, obviously it's Ian Poulter, mm -hmm. uh, Lee Westwood, Danny Willett will be involved. Um, or yeah, yeah, Danny Willett, Lee Westwood, um, Richard Bland, and I believe that's some. Oh, and then of course Paul Casey. Um, and then uh, and on the American side, it's going to be. I'm going to exclude the. Um, sorry, the PGA side, not, not the American side. I'm gonna exclude the um the, the lower name golfers just because it they, they don't they don't totally um match up. But Tommy Fleetwood will be involved on the PGA side. Technically speaking, if you if you really want to kind of split hairs here, Roy McElroy is from Northern Ireland, but I guess you can call him uh 
English for um, for shits and giggles, and then uh, Marcus Armitage for uh, from England as well as Tyrrell Hatton. We will we'll be representing the PGA Tour. So I think there's going to be oh, and then of course Matt Fitzpatrick, our good friend Matty Fitz. So I think the uh, the PGA side will certainly prevail here. I think that they'll at least get at, at least get Fitzy in, in the uh, top twenty. I'm not going to count Rory then in that case, um, but Fleetwood will certainly be up there. I don't know if Poulter and uh, and Westwood will be able to carry away. I think Paul Casey will, will do pretty well though this weekend as a um, a good record here at the old course. Second question here for our friends over at Pickup. Let me pull up the uh, the list again. We we had mentioned we had mentioned Xander Schauffele, of course, won the Travelers, came back, won the Scottish. He won a pro am in between both of them. Xander Schauffele, top ten this week. What do you think? I like it. I, I think it's a smash. I think it's a that's a home run bet. I think uh, it it isn't going to be the home run bet that I'm going to give you later on, but I think it's certainly something that I'll be looking at um, as something to probably capitalize on. Uh, for a lot of sports books, they have they have a lot of the. Uh, the player insurance to finish top 20, I would totally throw money on Xander Schauffele uh, here for, for a top 10, top 20, whatever uh, you have at bay. Third thing here, Spieth, so Jordan Spieth, Adam Scott, and Rory McIlroy are the only players to record back-to-back top five finishes at the Open. Will all three of them do it again? Top five finishes? Yeah. I'm going to say no. This would be like a plus nine hundred bet if you were if you were to place this. Like 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 this will be tough. I'm going to agree with you. They know. I think Spieth and Rory will both come very close. I do not trust Adam Scott with every fiber of my, of my being. I pick him in every major pool that I have, and he always wets the bed. I think he's going to do it again, despite him having a pretty good track record here um, at the Open, particularly actually at uh, San Andrews. He's pretty good. Winning score, like I said, at the Open is about thirteen and a half strokes. At St. Andrews, about 14 and a half strokes. But the winning score this week, over under 15 and a half strokes. We're going to go a little bit over. What do you think? Hmm. I'm going to say under, but just slightly. Yeah, I'm leaning under, but I'm going to I'm gonna go with the over this week. I think that there's a good chance we'll see a score 17, 18 under. Someone's going to find a hot putter at some point. Uh, and I feel like it won't be a guy high up on the odds board. I think it's going to be someone pretty low down uh, who, will, who will, for some reason, just run away with this tournament. Uh, and there have been rumors that Jordan Spieth's scoring average at St. Andrews and at the Open in general combined is like a 69, which is three under nice. every day. Yeah, right. Um, which would basically mean that if you if you were if you were to match him up versus everybody else in terms of scoring average combined between St. Andrews and the Open. He should win this by five strokes, according to according to the stats. And now that now look, I said this back at, back at the Zurich when I when I predicted Schauffele and Cantley to win, which they did. They were beating out guys in average score per round by like four strokes. And what and what did they do? They beat they, they beat everyone by four strokes. If if the metrics are there, I think Jordan Spieth should have a very good chance to win this week. And I think he'll certainly be breaking that fifteen stroke mold. Granted. Scoring scoring of sixty nine is about twelve under. That would only mean that you got to find three more birds somewhere. And he's also he's also he's also the only player in three straight years to have multiple eagles. Um, in, to have multiple eagles in an in an event. So, like, sorry, multiple eagles in multiple rounds of a given event. So he's certainly running something. 
Fifth, fifth and final thing, as I mentioned, Nick Faldo was the last Englishman to win the Clara Jug in 1990 at the Open in St. Andrews and as well at Royal Port Rush in 1992. Will the winner this week be English or the field? Give me the field. Yeah, that's honestly it's kind of a uh, a bad fifth bet here, but it's very would easy. be electric if it was. It'd be awesome. Well, actually, it'll be more awesome to see someone who isn't English and to see someone who's Scottish. And there's only one person, I believe. Well, there's a couple. There's one guy that I'm eyeing who is Scottish, who I think is going to have an incredible week, and you'll see him in the beer money picks coming up in just a bit when we come back. Beer money. Brought to you by our friends at Kenwood Beer. Don't go anywhere. You are watching, listening, and streaming. Get in the hole from the underground. The Get in the Hole podcast is sponsored by Tomahawk Shades, the best eyewear in the game. Tomahawk Shades is making sure that when you tee off on hole number one, your eyes are well protected from the sun as soon as you hit hole 18. Tomahawk Shades founded by two brothers on Long Island to make sure that you're getting a quality product for an affordable price and not spending an entire two weeks paycheck on one pair of sunglasses and you're looking styling and profiling on the golf course. And say you're at home watching the PGA Tour, they got the blue light plus glasses to protect your eyes from those violent blue lights that come from your TV. Go to TomahawkShades.com right now, fill up your cart for the golf season, get the sunglasses, the blue light plus glasses, and anything else you need while you're out on the course so that you look the best and you can live up to the look good, feel good, play good moniker that we live by here in the underground. And when you go to check out, use our code USP for 25% off your order at TomahawkShades.com and all orders qualify for free domestic shipping. That's TomahawkShades.com, promo code USP for 25% off your order and all all orders qualify for free domestic shipping. Big thank you to Tomahawk Shades for sponsoring the Get in the Hole podcast. Final segment. Power time. It's beer money. Brought to you by our friends over at Kenwood Beer. Philadelphia's number one light beer. KB, I still haven't had one yet. You gotta, you gotta get me some. Yeah. Hopefully you're able to come down here... Uh... What is it? Mid-August for for the Delaware? BMW? Yeah, we'll have Kenny's here on deck, dude. We'll we'll pregame the event. That'll be huge. We can we'll do make it. Make it happen. Well, you know what? Grab a Kenny. Strap in. Let's do it here. Top twenty. Do you have Do you have picks for us, or do, do you want me to just roll with it? Uh, I'm gonna peruse. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a look at what we got, and I'm gonna make my picks. Obviously, when I when I am filling in as a guest host, I. I Try to make the picks so I can get on the graphic. So, all right, <laughs> all right. So you know, so I'll lead off here. Top twenty pick. I had mentioned I think a Scottish player is going to do really well this week. And there's one guy who I'm eyeing, and I and and, and I'm going to write about. I'm going to write about him. I'm going to literally pick him in, in every pool I'm in. Robert McIntyre, the Scottish kid, plus three hundred for a top twenty on my personal uh, sports book of choice. I think this is a home run. He's the only guy aside from Spieth, Scott, and Rory to finish top 10 in back-to-back opens. And where else to do it but at his home in Scotland. He literally grew up five miles down the road from, down, down the road from St. Andrews. He, used to, he, 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 he told the story. He used to sneak onto the 18th green and play in the dark with friends. 
to try and recreate the uh, the, the moments. The, I love narratives. And there's something about, about the hometown kid coming to play St. Andrews. It's one of those, like, Francis of Met, U.S. Open stories. I think this is going to just work for Robert McIntyre. Top 20 this week is a home run for Ravi Mack. That's very fun. There's a there's a lacrosse player in the PLL who used to do the same thing. He and his friends would jump the fence at Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore and play. It's amazing. Uh, and whenever he scores at Hopkins when they play there, it's always like, oh, there's there's Homewood Holman. Um, Makes sense. My, my top 20, I'm going to go with one of my favorite guys, Colin Morikawa. Pretty, uh, you're, you're playing it very safe, I see. Uh, safe on the top 20 there. We'll get a little friskier as we go on. You do realize he won last year, right? Hundred percent, but you, it, it's tough to go back to back. Oh, it, it is very, it is very tough, tough to go uh, back to back. So you have, so you have Colin. You give odds uh, for Colin. I'm curious. Uh, I have him at plus twenty eight hundred to win. win. What top twenty? I don't have top twenty odds right now. Hmm. Well, let's find that. Well, oh, here we go. On. Here right, we go. We uh, I actually done goof there. Let's see. Let me guess. Uh, but let me guess. For some reason, it shows shows top ten and top thirty. Yes, it does. All right. What well, <laughs> what's his top thirty odds, and then just multiply by two. Uh, minus one fifteen. All right. So about even money. That I'll works. take that. Even yeah. money for a guy to finish top twenty. That's a nice little. That, that actually really isn't bad at all. At all. I'm I'm kind of impressed. That he's uh he's so low there. Top ten this week. I was debating between a lot of different guys, and um. I'm going to tell you right now that I have Rory, Spieth, and Shoffley all finishing top 10. Um, so really, you could put any three of them here, whatever you want. Um, just because the odds get juicier, I'm going to put Rory here for a top 10 just to be safe. I don't think he's going to win this week. I, I, I'm I, still not on the Rory wins majors train yet because um, he won the RBC Canadian Open. He won at Summit for the CJ Cup, but he hasn't won a big event. Like he hasn't won a huge big time event yet. I'm still not totally on the train, but a top ten's a home run. It's like plus one fifty, maybe. Yeah, I have him at plus one thirty for top yeah, ten. That, that that that's literally free money. Uh, I am gonna. That's fine. My top ten. I'm gonna go with uh, somebody we talked about earlier in the show. It's time. Give me Scotty Scheffler plus two ten to finish. In the top ten, plus two ten, plus two ten. It's pretty damn good odds. Though. It's pretty damn good odds. Top five for me again. It, it, this is. I'm gonna sound like a fucking broken record. It's Rory, it's Spieth, and it's Shoffley. I'm gonna take Jordan here because because you can probably tell now who my winner is. Uh, but the the odds are juicy for Jordan. It's like plus three hundred, plus four hundred. Uh, I really do like Jordan here. Jordan here for top five. The scoring average is there. I think he can win. I think he probably will win. Um, but I'd, I'd much rather lock in the top five here and, and hope my winning pick plays. But speed for top five is a gimme. I'm going to have some fun here. I'm going to go with our boy, Matty Fitz, at plus 360 I love for a top show. five finish. Fitz is somebody who I'm really, inter- who I'm really inter- inter- interested in, in this week. I think Matt Fitzpatrick... First of all, um, I don't believe there's, there's ever been anybody in the history of golf to win their first two majors back-to-back. So I think, um, probably maybe Tiger, if, 
If literally anybody. So I love Fitzy the, Fitzy this week. He lo- he loves playing at St. Andrews. Unfortunately, there's no uh, there's no like narrative here, but like there was at the U.S. Open. But we we'll, we could very well see what uh, what he can do. Give me picks before we get into the winners. The gimme pick here is I, I'm going to take him top 40. I'll take him top 30. I'll take him to top 20. I'm going back to Robert McIntyre. <laughs> He's plus 110 for a top 40. He's plus 155 for a top 30. He's plus 300 for a top 20. If you put those together, it's like plus 2,000 odds for a parlay. I will take it, and I will win it because he's not good. Robert McIntyre, top 40, top 30, top 20 is my gimme. At this point, I'm just going to ride it to the bank. Let's see. My gimme pick of the week. There's one name that you haven't named yet that, that I feel like you would, like, if you, if you, if you feel like saw him, like, like in a row of hats, you'd probably pick him. Uh, and I think he'll play really he'll, he'll play really well, too. He's got a dazzling record at the open. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to m- mention him once you get your pick. I'm going to go Justin Thomas for a top 40 pick. All right. The different skin color than, than what I'm talking about. Tony Finau is another guy who I'm going to be uh, eyeing for, for a game. Probably a top 30 play. It'll be easy. Top 20 will be there. This guy has like four top 15 finishes at uh, at events in Britain or or, or 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 the British Isles in general. Uh, he plays really well at the open too. So I think Tony Finau is a guy that I'm, that I'm looking out for. Winning pick, I will have. I will give you the floor first before I go. JT, by the way, is minus two ten for a top forty. It's not oh, too shabby. I mean, it's a pretty big investment, but I'll take it. Uh, my winner. I'm rocking with my boy. You already know how I feel about the man, the myth, the legend taking over. As the face of the sport. Give me big Rory. To win the goddamn thing. And just. Be on top of the world like he deserves to be. Rory McIlroy plus a thousand. To win the whole goddamn thing. Sign me up. I'll see you at the window. I'll see you at the window. With my new driver in hand. For my winner. Play it, boys. <laughs> Dana Shoffley. He's never won a major. He's going to do it. He's going to do it in Scotland. Uh, <laughs> DMX, man. Rest in peace. What an electric pick. <laughs> knock, knock, baby. The Claret Jug is coming home to America. Dana Shoffley won the Olympics. He's won so many big shit events. He's got to win something, and he does great abroad. I don't know what it is about Dander Shoffley leaving America, but he plays great. Dander Shoffley for the win, and get me a brand-new Callaway Rogue in the bag. Oh, I like it. Dude, if, th- th- if this happens, electricity. I will be- need an instant video reaction. Oh, I'll be screaming. I need it recorded, selfie-style. He, here's the thing. He needs to win, but I also need to win the pool. Yeah. So all of my six players have to play well. Which, by the way, as of this recording, I will. I, I, and I spoke to Max on this to like to get um to get like like ideas. My current team for uh that I've currently curated for the Open is as follows: 
and it, it's probably very obvious, but based on who my picks were, I have Rory, I have Spieth, I have Xander, I have Finau, B- R- Robbie McIntyre, and Nikolai Hjogard, who of course played really well last week, the Danish golfer, who Max suggested to, to win the Scottish. He finished top 10. I'll take him. I just got to, so long as three of them can finish top 10 and, and the rest finish top 20, I just cannot. I I I have to make sure none of them miss the cut. That's the biggest thing. I love that you picked Thor's hammer in your top six. <laughs> Yo, God! <laughs> Love and Thunder was so funny. Memes, it was the, so uh, great about his uh, about his um his warhammer, like like so good. <laughs> like the, 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 all right. I love how they made Thor the meme franchise of like of Marvel. That's Taika for you. It's just, it's just perfect. It's so great. So shout out to Thor's goats. <laughs> Final thoughts, KB. Uh, before we wrap things up, uh, I love a good missing equipment airline story. Uh, so I'm going to bring this one up. This is from Shane Bacon on the Twitter machine. Uh, lost his golf clubs on his way to uh, St. Andrews. Uh, so to recap here, this is everything that happened to. Shane Bacon, the airline, lost his clubs, uh, told told him they'd locate them. Then, nothing. A uh, random person tweets a picture of golf bags. One happened to be Shane Bacon's golf bag. He asked anyone, literally anyone, to grab them and bring them to St. Andrews. And then at STFFPH on the Twitter machine, a.k.a. the best human ever, pulled off the miracle i do want to see if shane bacon tweeted which airline it was uh he also did tweet two hours ago good night you beautiful wonderful website with a picture of his golf bag um took a picture with at stffph um absolutely electric um let's see did he tweet which airline it was because that also if it was Delta Airlines, that would be the greatest thing ever. Let's see. Anything. Signs of life. I do not see anything about the airline. It's kind of a shame because I like when airlines get name dropped. Well, Xander, so first of all, Shane Bacon is doing better than Victor Hovland, who lost his clubs twice, um, both on the same airline, Delta Airlines. Uh, and if you know me, I love John Mulaney. Um, and it's only fitting that, that I say this because probably it was Delta Airlines that screwed over Shane Bacon. So probably probably was Delta Airlines. Wouldn't be surprised. And I would love for Shane Bacon to come on this show because just scrolling his Twitter right now, he seems like an electric personality. Shane Shane Bacon is like the field Yates of golf, but like like to to, to give you like like a description like it's like. Super laid back. Also, kind of looks like him a little bit, or so I think. Um, when I hear Shane Bacon's voice, I I for some reason think of Field Yates, and I don't know why. 
He also changed his Twitter uh, profile picture to the picture of him with the girl who recovered his golf clubs, <laughs> which is just it. awesome. Like man of the people. That's amazing. <laughs> Twitter bio, literally a golf nerd. Honestly, that's me. Yeah, I Shane Bacon, it. come on the podcast challenge issued by the CEO of Underground Sports Philadelphia. I have some breaking news for my final thought. Um, aside from me just continuously playing, I don't give it to you um, to close out. Um, Bridgestone Golf is disbanding their ties with Bryson DeChambeau due to his live golf connection. Bye-bye. That's, coming, that's coming, coming from Nuclear Golf. Very big deal. Also saw the greatest photo in, in recorded history. Um, all active, open. So when you win the open, you are called the world champion of golf. Um, there's a photo of all of the people who are alive, of course, to have won uh, the open in front of the clubhouse at, at St. Andrews. That's the photo. Someone chose to Photoshop it and include this. That might be one of the greatest pictures I've ever seen in my entire life. Greg Norman, Abraham Lincoln, Shoves in the Alligator who bit his hand off, and Phil. <laughs> just, just, just gazing over the imagery of the clubhouse at San Andreas. That might be one of the greatest pictures I've ever seen in my life. I literally j just tweeted it out on the Get in the Whole Twitter, and I said, this is the greatest photo in recorded history. If it fits, that should be the new Twitter banner. <laughs> I don't, I don't think it will, which sucks. <laughs> if it does, that would... <laughs> oh my god, that's so fucking funny. I love the that alligator just with the hand up gets me every not, time. It does not fit, but I kind of want to just make that the... <laughs> you know what? I'm doing it. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, welcome to get in the hole. That's incredible. That's fucking amazing. I absolutely hate us. That alligator gets me every time with just a little hand up. <laughs> it's all in the hips. It's, it's full circle. An alligator, crocodile, fossils, dinosaurs. You know, it's it like it's really funny looking at looking at all of these like le, like all the guys in the photo cuz like first of all, John Daly looks, looks like Santa Claus. <laughs> That's amazing. Great suit, but, great jacket. Well, Absolutely. Also, the guys who are wearing kilts. John Daly is the Andy Reid of that picture. You know what's crazy, too? When the Reed. NFL coaches and stuff have the coaches meeting together. And Andy Reid's always in the Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> what's your opinion on uh, on uh, John Daly and Bryson getting paired up? This is like, this is like, like my, my, it's literally my, my two worlds colliding. Because I, I swing like John Daly and until live. I used to love Bryson DeChambeau, so it's kind of like like my, like my two worlds are just like like colliding full force, like an avalanche. That's like uh, your grandpa that's on Facebook, and then also like every five days or so logs onto Twitter uh, to retweet things from two weeks ago. Meeting up with the TikToker. My grandma downloaded to TikTok. She goes, uh, she goes, yeah, I got TikTok, and I go, you watch TikTok? She goes. She goes, yeah, I'll, I'll hit the one song about the sunroof. <laughs> it is oh, very friend. funny how, like, the Gen X and, like, 
older era are so fascinated and have like the vine tiktok attention span now it's like crazy well like my grandma also like cries over over everything so she so 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 she saw something about, i was crying over um over uh like like one of those like like heartfelt things on, on tiktok my grandma's and this, we gotta end this here my grandma's also the woman who uh who on facebook she she shares things and she she shared something it was like uh like uh one one share equals one prayer mm. for this brave uh gym teacher this, no sorry this brave doctor turned militant serving our country it was johnny sins and the new the new era chain email <laughs> and i i go grandma uh that that's a uh, that's a porn star she goes she's just you're an asshole anyways that's gonna do it all all here for us i'll get the whole kb Sitting in for John. Great week. Xander Shoffley is going to win the freaking Open Championship. Make sure you uh, follow us on Twitter uh, at UndergroundPHI and check out our pin tweet. We're giving away a kick-ass Wolverine issue number 22 comic variant cover with Brian Dawkins on the cover. Uh, so go check that out. Uh, it's awesome. They actually just came in the mail today. Um, I'm excited to take a look at them and see that they are real. Uh, and we are also giving away uh, a Premier Lacrosse League All-Star Game jersey over on Outside the Box at OTB Laxpot. It is our pin tweet over there. So two kick-ass giveaways going on right now for our company. Make sure you check them out um, because it's badass. They're two awesome giveaways and it's free shit. Who doesn't like free shit, Steve? Because if it's free, it's for me. You know what? I'll make it three. If Xander Schauffele wins the Open, I will give away this Odyssey white hot putter that he uses. It's it, it's almost the same kind. It's almost the same one. I will literally give it away. Brand new super stroke shaft grip. Very. That's nice because putter. that's because you're gonna have a new club in the bag if he wins. <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> so I will literally give away this Odyssey white hot RX if Xander Schauffele wins. You can let let the world know. If Xander wins, getting the holes going on a spree. You heard it here first, folks. You heard it here, folks. I miss Heath Ledger, man. Anyways, we have to get going. That's KB. I'm Steve McAvoy. We'll see you guys next week. I don't even care what event's happening next week. I just want to enjoy the Open. Get a beer. Go to the beach. Wake up at 4.58 in the morning to watch John Daly and Bryson DeGeneres tee it off. Oh, it's going to be Ben Piro next week. Ben Piero next week, folks. Get ready for that one. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Get in the Hole podcast, a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Get in the Hole Pod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf. Shout out to our sponsors over at Tomahawk Shades and Stateside Vodka for all their support in making underground sports your go-to place for all things sports. They get in the whole podcast hosted by Steve McAvoy and John Mavalia, releasing weekly a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows. See you next time. Get in the hole!